I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison and oh look, cried Ned, here's Dave Cribb. <laughs> and the kingdom was mine forever. Ahoy, hoy, hoy. How are ye? Yeah, all good. How are you? Good app. Oh yeah, very well. Sorry, I got to ahead of myself all right jesus let's do the pleasantries oh what have you been up to all the weather we're having isn't it and what i will say is uh in a in a quite encouraging display of personal growth yeah we've been quite organized because uh you're listening to this while while both of us are are on holiday actually yes um or this episode is coming out while both of us are, are away um but we actually arranged to do it beforehand. Oh my god, a week beforehand. And the Pete and Dave of old would have just realised probably while we were both on holiday yeah. that we weren't available to do the podcast and then you'd have just had to go without for a week. Yeah, absolutely. But we look, look, we, we are growing, like you say. We're we're doing new, better things. What I will say is hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we're both enjoying lovely holidays. But right now, Adding this to my list of things to do before I go means yeah. that today is quite stressful. If I'm honest, I've got so much to do before tomorrow when I leave. We'll 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 we'll, we'll bash this out. Hey, no, 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 no. Time will be taken, Peter. Time has been carved into my day for this because, as you've previously mentioned, we're organised these days. It just it's just I've left too much of the stuff, you know. In fact, um, I think this is quite important. We're on episode eighteen of this series, right? Oh yeah. Shall I point out how many episodes are left this series? Oh, yeah, we could tell me for a start, because I don't know. After this one, there are four more. So we're doing the traditional 22. Two. 22. Um, okay, four. Okay, so we're we're rolling in towards the season finale, are we? So just, just psychologically prepare yourself for the fact that after this, there will be just four more episodes left in this series. Then we'll have a show. I mean, yeah, it's not like in like real life where you have to wait like another year for a new season, is it? Like, well, no, I've already written down the date that we're coming back, and it's really not that far away. Oh, uh, really? Have you? Gosh, very organised. What's that yeah. based on then? Um, my own convenience. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> God, you're seeing all the innards of of friends with friends, right? Well, now. me too. Now, to be honest, I've I've had nothing to do with this, so it's nice. Well, to, it's nice just to when I've been the doing the little spreadsheet. Well, Dave, to be honest, it's all in the spreadsheet. What spreadsheet? <laughs> uh, it's all in there. Oh, so. fine. I'll, I'll log into that one day. 
on my laptop on my laptop with 120 no 12 megabytes of ram and 500 something memory 500 megabyte hard drive hey should we do this week's request yes 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 this week's request peter comes from none other than louise Oh, hi, Louise. Hi, guys. Please cover The One with the List. It features excellent 90s tech in Chandler's laptop, a whole heap of problematic content in the actual list itself, brackets, Joey can get in the bin for the fat ankles comment, and hands down the best Phoebe song of all time. I wish we got to hear all the verses of what is clearly an epic tale. Thank God for the pod. No. Thanks for the pot. Oh, really? I, oh. I, I over-aggrandized <laughs> that, didn't I? God, you really rate yourself highly, don't you? I just read the word pod, and, and for some reason my brain said God, and I said, thanks God for the pod. Anyway, thank God for the pod. Podliest, podly, make- podliness is next to <laughs> godliness. Uh, thanks for the pod, she says. L- less effusive, but fine. Uh, and the quizzes. Louise. Oh, thanks, Louise. What a lovely request. And an excellent choice of episode, which I shall now summarise for you, courtesy of the good people at Wikipedia. Uh, Season 2, episode 8, the one with the list, uh, written by Mary Kay Place, who's got a clickable link, unlike most of the people on this bloody thing. Written a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm just reading her Wikipedia now. She was... Oh my God, she won the 1977... Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. For what? The series Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, in which she played Loretta Haggers. I feel like Mary Hartman lost out there. So good they named it twice. None of those words that we really knew. No. Um, But there you go. So fair play to Mary Kay Place. Winning an Emmy for acting and writing a great episode of Friends. Uh, 457308... It's an even one, I like it. Yeah. Ross struggles choosing between his childhood crush, Rachel. Thanks for, you know, quantifying that for us. Who? Who's she? Yeah, yeah. Rachel, Rachel Greep. She's she's in the other apartment. And his current girlfriend, Julie. Joey and Chandler suggest making a list of each girl's pros and cons. Ross chooses Rachel, ending things with Julie. But Rachel later finds the list and reads the negative comments. Hurt and angry, she breaks up with Ross. Breaks up? Mm. Uh, And Monica, meanwhile, is hired to create recipes using a vile-tasting synthetic chocolate called Mocklet. We should probably start there, shouldn't we, really? Yeah, yeah, let's let's start with the Mocklet. I, I... I don't really understand why there's a need for a synthetic chocolate well, substitute. Well, that was my question, yeah, because it's not... This is years before the sort of people were cottoning onto veganism and that sort of thing, you know? I can imagine now you'd be like, we make a cool, really nice thing that tastes exactly like chocolate, but is, you know, doesn't contain animal products, for example. Doesn't seem to be their MO, does it, though? But I imagine that even at this point in, in human history, there was a vegan alternative to normal chocolate well quite i mean dark chocolate's always been vegan hasn't it for example so yes could, that's a good point yeah just don't don't have any just don't have the chocolate with the milk in it so yeah what what are they achieving and the same goes for the fish pistachios at the end yeah well, that contain cat hair they contain cat hair and uh, are not made entirely of reconstituted fish parts because they t- contain cat hair yeah um but again what's 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 the purpose of of that is that just uh, an economic thing the it's cheaper to make pistachios from fish the other big concern is that he asks monarch at one point after learning that she's eating quite a bit of mocklet um it doesn't burn when you pee does it mm. um 
Why does Mocklet give people chlamydia? Because that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, this 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 storyline can be summed up in, I'd say, two short sentences. Monica meets the Mocklet guy, tries some recipes, they're all shite, and then it turns out it's poisonous to humans. Yeah. That's basically the whole thing, right? Yeah, which therefore places her at some sort of poisoning risk, I imagine. Yes, well, exactly. And uh, thankfully, she didn't eat lots of it because it tasted so disgusting. Um, it sort of had the sort of taste effect that Joey's smell had in last week's episode. Do you know what I mean? Like, everybody reacted horrifying. Quite violently, yeah. Yeah, like, a really, like, like really foul. Um, and, 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 and if I'm perfectly honest, Pete, I've written so few notes about this plotline because there's about three scenes. And do you know why it exists, though? Some sort of timing issue? No. In, in fact, it's the, the reason it exists is so mad. It exists because this is technically the Thanksgiving episode of this season. And they realised it didn't say the word Thanksgiving anywhere. So when he's sort of saying, can you make some Thanksgiving recipes? That's that's it. So oh. NBC said, you need a fucking Thanksgiving episode. Like, like you need a, a storyline that says the word Thanksgiving because... So they did a brief bit about... yeah. Puddings. Yeah, just chucked in a pudding subplot. Hmm. Mad, isn't it? It's a really tenuous one as well, because it's not even... It doesn't even say it's Thanksgiving. It just said, we're on the way to Thanksgiving. The chocolate cake, or mocklet cake that Monica makes, looks very enjoyable, to be fair. Well, all the recipes sound good, but that's based on the proviso that mocklet itself tastes good, I guess. And, and that there's it, just a teaspoon of it in it. Yes, exactly. Um, so, clearly it doesn't, and clearly... That's the end of Mockler and and probably this guy's career. Michael McKean plays uh, the Mockler man. Actually, he does he has his name? But I can't remember. Should I know who he is? Yeah, yeah, he's he's in Better Call Saul. Do you ever watch? Oh that? yeah, okay. He yeah. plays plays Saul's brother. He's also in Spinal Tap and loads of those other really really great um, old old comedies. You know, uh, which is where I I know and love him from. But we're going way back then. But yeah, he's very, a very renowned actor playing an absolute buffoon in a storyline in an episode of Friends. This is the episode of Friends that, had we been alive and working in the right city at the time, we might have stood a chance of being in, because it's the only one, as far as I can remember, that uses a a radio presenter. Yes, uh, they do have a a few radio shout-outs in it. It's part of the plot. Yeah, exactly. And it's a real radio presenter from a new york radio station so had all the stars aligned and we were sort of on the radio in new york at this time it could have been us Mm. very tenuous but could have been never ruled it out mate never ruled it out i mean i say never ruled out literally it would involve time travel so probably ruled it out pretty unlikely yeah i was three so So the rest of this episode and uh, is about 85 to 90 percent of it isn't it really is is the whole is the list is the ross julie rachel saga monica enjoys the description of ross kissing rachel a oh, little too much doesn't she it's weird isn't it it's so weird i mean it's add it to the infinite list of sibling inappropriateness in put friends. it on the incest pile <laughs> <laughs> that pile is too high now mm. too too high there should be no pile at all really no no exactly yeah nobody needs a pile um as the old saying goes but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she does, doesn't she? They're really keen. She goes to grab the wine and tells them to wait so she can hear the details of her brother kissing her best friend. And almost becomes a bit flustered at the detail. Yeah, it's not sexy, is it? It can't be sexy because... Nothing involving your brother should be sexy, though. No. 
Well, no, because the premise of, uh, presumably, if this was Rachel and another man, like, uh, the thing you're finding sexy is, like, the description and the the idea of the sexy man in the situation, Well, I'd understand right? it if it was sort of romantic, right? Yeah. Because she could sort of be, oh, that's really sweet, how lovely, but it's not. She's like, four year. Yeah. Four year, wish my brother had kissed me like that. <laughs> well, he has, previously. Yeah, well, true, actually. We don't know that yet, they're doing. Um, to be fair, this episode starts full of hope, considering how we know it ends. I forgot that it all went downhill so quickly. It's all quite bleak, actually, towards the end, isn't it? Yeah, it's the first of what becomes like a bit too regular, intense Ross and Rachel scenes in that apartment, you know? Yeah. With yeah. not loads of laughs and quite a lot of emotional sort of depth and horribleness. Um, but the start of it, like this is the it goes from twenty two minutes from Ross and Rachel kissing for the first time, basically to her hating his guts. So Ross is troubled by um, having kissed Rachel when he goes into the coffee house. He's like, "Oh, what am I going to do, guys?" Um, but he wasn't bothered when he was telling the lads just before the credits roll, was he? Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, tongue, yeah, cool." Yeah, he. he it- Again, because we watched these out of sequence and I hadn't quite clicked in with me yet, I forgot the Julie element of it initially because that opening scene, if you didn't As did know, Ross. Yeah, well, as did Ross, right, exactly. It's like Mona later on, he just keeps forgetting about women that aren't Rachel. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's almost like he didn't have a girlfriend at all, isn't it? And when he was telling the, telling the lads. Also, when he is telling the lads... What a weird question for... I know it's supposed to be like the contrast between the girls doing all the, you know, intimate detail, the whole story, loads of excitement, loads of, you know, talking about it. And then the guys are just like, mm-hmm. Kiss, yeah, cool. And, you know, that's, that's the sort of comedy beat of it. But the question that Joey asks, the only question is, tongue. Yes. Like, apart from if you like pecking someone on the lips politely, like... Like a, a romantic kiss is always tong, right? <laughs> that was kind of the thought that Inciting went through my head. Inciting to uh, the Dave Crib tactic. <laughs> no, but what? It's it's like one of those things that when you're at school, if you're going full on kissing, then yeah. then like like properly like making out, yeah, then yeah, I I imagine it would usually consist of tongue. <laughs> Just people always used to talk when you were like at school about like kissing with tongues, right? Mm. It's, that's the other. The only alternative is just like a quick peck, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Now I'm trying to think how it kind of works. But yeah, I think you're right. Well, like actors, like famously, when they ki- do kissing scenes, you know, they don't use tongues in, you know, in real life. They have to sort of make it look like they are, but they don't because it is a weird, intimate thing. If you know, it's not a real romantic thing. But I just, I don't know, don't know, mate. Just like. What was Joey expecting? No, no tongue. Just like a quick peck on the cheek. What am I talking about it then? This week's question, do you use tongues <laughs> when... <laughs> when no, no, the qu- okay, if you're going to do the bloody questions, so every, this is what you keep doing now is putting things I say on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to do the question, more specific, what would be the situation where you would kiss someone romantically without a tongue? Okay. That's, <laughs> that's going to look mad, isn't it? Apart from to like peck someone on the lips to say goodbye or hello, do you know what I mean? Like if it's a passion, like a, a, a passionate kiss. But in uh, one example, I can think of okay. where well, this is why um, I'm in the conversation, Pete, it is you may kiss the bride. You don't, you don't get tongues out there, but you do have a passionate kiss, right? Yeah, I guess or so. groom, but or that's, groom. Yeah, yeah, but that, yeah, okay, but I guess that that's like a 
like a functional, quick interaction, isn't it? It's not really. It's not really. <laughs> made that passionate. sound really romantic. Yeah, well, it's not really romantic or passionate, is it? Like you lean forward, you do a little peck, and everyone goes. No, your family's watching. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, fucking Monica would love that, wouldn't she? Yeah, true. I wonder if she likes it when Ross gets married. She gets to watch her brother kiss other women. Yeah. Um. So anyway, there you go. Where were we? Oh yes, um, <laughs> I tell you what. When they are talking about that, when they are talking about um, you know, the details right at the start, the three girls. One of them says, unplug the phone. Yeah. Feels they, very dramatic. They really do want to cut themselves off, don't they? I mean, just ignore it if it rings. Worst case is that it's, it feels very dramatic to unplug the phones a bit more like we're off grid. We can't know any, no one can know we're here, you know? Don't want anyone to overhear the phone ringing in case the murderers come. Seemed a bit dramatic to me, but there you go. And then, actually, should we have a little break here? Because we've just got up to the opening credits. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) We'll do the rest of the 22 minutes after these messages. The head of the Iranian (laughs) FA wasn't going to give us the rights until uh, he suddenly went, Mr. Bean, and pointed at Nick. And then, so he then reenacted the scene that Nick does with Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, he said, he said, he said, you nick Mr. Bean's camera. And I said, yeah, 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 that's true. He said, Mr. Bean put a bin on your head. I said, yes, that's true. He said, Mr. Bean poked you with a pen and you made a noise. I said, yeah, that's true. And then he's, he paused and he went, I will be Mr. Bean. <laughs> so there I am in the office of actually the Iranian oil ministry yeah, it was, yeah. with a bin on my I mean, head I, and he's poking me with a pen. <laughs> the famous sloping pitch with Chris England, Nick Hancock and guests from Great Big Owl. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. All right, Chandler's computer. Let's start with that, shall we? Uh, it's just he just does a great description of his laptop, doesn't he? Really good. It's another kind of time capsule references to what's considered great technology, but we are talking twenty twenty seven years ago. So long ago. So uh, yeah, fair play that his laptop sounds shite. It, it's, it, oh, do you know what? Weirdly, it's not even that it sounds shite. It just looks so. Well, it's funny, huge, it? isn't it? it looks yeah. so funny. 
um, like, like it looks like a lunchbox with a little screen in it or something. You know, it's mad. Love that at one point he's excited his laptop can do different fonts as well. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's just like totally taken for granted, isn't it? Now, oh, well, everything about it is taken for granted. I know it's so funny, isn't it? It's just the look of it for me was just like, oh, that that is a real flashback. I mean, I don't, I didn't, never had a computer like that, and I don't even really remember anyone I know having that. You know, my parents or anything like the one in um, the Mocklet guy's office, the old big big old monitor the big old gray monitor you know that's that's what we had at home back then although what i will say is uh, a, a very relatable frustration that chandler has with this technology is him getting frustrated with the printer not working because printers not working i mean i don't have to use a printer too much these days but it's still incredibly fucking annoying trying to print anything in 27 years printers have not improved yeah like you look at that laptop and go we've come a million miles right i've got something literally thousands of times more powerful in my bag it's half the size but the frustration of trying to get it to talk to a fucking printer has not advanced like i would say one jot yeah, like they might be able to be operated via Wi-Fi these days, but they're still generally shit. Yeah, it's still have that thing of like, oh, it's not connecting. Oh, why can't I see it? What's the talk? Like that's been a, a perennial thing. The first person that actually genuinely like invents a printer that's universal and just works straight away is going to be a millionaire, mate. There goes our sponsorship deal with Epson. <laughs> Are they still on? I, I don't know. I was, I was going to say that's the a, a bit of a curveball... Hewlett-Packard? Hewlett-Packard is what I would have gone for, yeah. That's your classic printer, isn't it? Talking of model names, any uh, big tech fans, Chandler's rocking a compact Contura 4 slash 25CX. Mad that somebody on the internet has actually actually noted that down. Documented that, yeah. Epson's still on, by the way. Epson's still on? Great. Well. Do you want the share price? Yeah, go on. I I don't even know how to read that. Go on, say the numbers. Which is a 6724. Oh, great, great. Doing well then. I don't know what that means. Uh, but hey, if you're listening from Epson and you've got a great printer that works straight away, we're willing to take it on as a sort of sponsorship deal, aren't we, Pete? Mm, yeah. Friends of Friends, sponsored by Epson. By printers. <laughs> it's the natural fit. <laughs> Printing with friends. Yeah. We're into the sort of the the proper bit of the story now, aren't we? The, the the list incident. So we're still in the coffee house. There's still a lot to cover before we get to the actual list. Um, saline solution. Didn't know what that was when I was a kid. Tell you that for free. Clean stuff, doesn't it? Well, it's just contact lens solution, I guess we would call it. We don't call it that, right? But I, I mean, I always remember thinking sailing solution, like she had a boat or something, and I didn't know what it was or... I didn't understand that bit at all as a kid. I remember watching it and just going, nah, that's gone right over my head, that. Right, so this is all part of Ross's dilemma, isn't it? Because yeah. he's, he's he's sort of caught between what should I do about Julie, because I like her, but Rachel. And it, I think it takes him a little bit too long to come to the conclusion of, but it's Rachel and I've always been in love with her. Because I don't really understand why it's causing Ross this much of a dilemma. Because yes, he likes Julie and yeah, he's got wants to get a cat with her or whatever. But she's very much secondary love interest to Rachel and always has been. So why has he not just dropped everything and going to Rachel? Yeah, well, that's a sort of the initial dilemma where before the list kicks in, he basically, yeah, he basically says as much as like, oh, but Julie's cool. But then I have loved Rachel for my entire life and she's the love of my life and I can't think of anyone else and I never have been able to. Do you know I mean, it's that, isn't it? There's no, there's no comparison, is there? One issue I have... Um, Dave, if I ask you to make a pros and cons list, yep. 
What are you writing down first? Pros. Why does he go for the cons yeah, first? It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll think about her good qualities in a moment, but first, here's a really long list of everything that's shit about her. I mean, the, so, I mean, we might as well get into it now then, isn't it? The, the, just, it's just all, there's no two ways about it. It's just a dreadful, dreadful thing to do, isn't it? Uh, dreadful for all three of them, by the way. Yeah. I, I'm not letting the other two get away with this. And, uh, and, Louise mentioned in her message that that Joey makes a really weird comment about fat ankles. Well, Joey, um, I, I'd say, arguably puts the worst one on there because that is just yeah. unforgivable, isn't it? But, and they're all very complicit in this. Yes, they are. And here's the thing. Here's the rub, Pete. Here's the scandal amongst the pigeons. I don't know what the phrase what? is. What? It's not a phrase. Is it? I've mixed up no, two phrases cat, there. Cats go among pigeons, not scandals. Where do scandals go then? Um, scandal in the courtroom. Scandal in the library. Um, you're just uh, naming Cluedo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Monica's all rightfully angry and annoyed by this list. Yeah. Terrible idea. Why would you ever do that? What happens later, though? What happens later? Monica, in a later season admits that when she first started dating Chandler, she made it's a true. list of pros and cons to decide whether to stay with him. Can't have your cake and eat it, can you, Monica Geller? Can't have your, your cake amongst the pigeons. Can't have your cake amongst your scandalous pigeons. So yeah, there you go. So she's not all, doesn't come up as rosy as she likes to think, does she? But never mind, going back to it. Yeah, it's just, oh, it's just dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. And like you say, why start with the cons? Like, Ross has been in love with Rachel for so long he's infatuated with her I don't think would you even think these things about someone you were that into also there's that point where well no I know no. Yeah, I don't think he would no. and equally when he's trying to get her to uh, understand the list and he goes no look at the look at the pros look at the pros and the pro is that she's not Rachel that's the pro right? yes no she's not Rachel what? Rachel she's Yes. Yeah, Julie's con is that she's not so that, Yes, yeah. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit tongue-tied there. Um, like that's that's not a great thing to, to lead with, the fact that there's there's a con down for another person to well, justify you. No, I know. And I know when he says it at the start, it's supposed to be all like, uh, you know, and he says it later, doesn't he? I love you despite all these things, which is still a dreadful, dreadful thing to say. But, but actually, <laughs> as Rachel does... All you read is that he couldn't actually think of anything bad about Julie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's like... Because she's quite nice. She's great, pleasant. isn't she? Can't, <laughs> I mean, can't really think of anything terrible about Julie. What, you know, what a catch. Also, there's one thing that he writes down about Rachel, or that he, he gets written down about yeah. Rachel, um, which is that she's a little too into her looks, right? Yeah. Which, like, Rachel's a very glamorous woman throughout Friends and looks incredible. Yeah. But I wouldn't necessarily say that she's massively into her looks she's, no, she's just she's, incredibly beautiful she's very happy to sort of lounge about in in sweatpants and you know like she doesn't she she's she's not one of those people that is obsessing with her looks all the time is she yeah i don't see that as a rachel quality. no and she also works in fashion so do you mean it's like you go and always a bit too into dinosaurs yeah like <laughs> you are mate for a start but b you're getting paid for it so fair fucks to you yeah no worries about that i mean the rest of the list is yeah it's She's ditzy. She's too into her looks. What are the other ones? She's um, uh, just a waitress. Just a wait. Oh god! It's just there's not really many ways of talking about this bit without it. It's pretty just, grim. Yeah, it's just grim. It's just grim, 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 isn't it? 
Um, but he does make the list. They type the list up. I mean, I understand why they type it up in the sense that Chandler's just desperate to use his computer. No obvious need to print it, though, why is there? Why are they trying to print it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? Why would you want the physical evidence lying around? Well-acted also- panicked reaction to the printing, by the way. I mean, that whole scene, which we'll get to in a minute, is wonderful. Like, I love that scene. In fact, let's get to it now. We're here. I, I, I mentioned on last week's episode, this contains like my favourite bit of dialogue in all of Friends, I think. Which is it, is, oh, look, cried Ned? Yeah, it's just Chandler's story. The whole, the whole yeah. short story, in inverted commas. That whole bit, from the moment this, it starts printing, pretty much everything that everyone says is amazing. It's brilliant. It's like peak perfect friends, isn't it? Like, uh, even Ross is like, oh, you're the worst writer in the whole world. Or Joey before going, why don't you read it to her? And he's so proud of himself when he thinks of that. Like, he saved the day. And the other two are like, are you fucking joking? You've made this so much worse immediately. And just that whole sequence from that with the story, Rachel's reaction, Ross's reaction is just, it's perfect. We can't ch- I wouldn't change it. It's another one of those great kind of fast almost play-like yes. scenes where we're just kind of moving around the same room and the whole plot sort of unfurling in front of us yeah. and and it's all very sort of carefully directed in terms of him jumping on the sofa to try and catch it and then Rachel manages to grab it out of Joey's hands. Like, it's all very... It's, it's all quite intricate as well. Yes, it's, it's, yeah, it's all really specifically blocked out, isn't it? What I would say is, why Chandler and Joey both jump on the sofa when she's clearly yeah. gone round the sofa as if they were going to reach that far? Yeah. But that whole thing is so tense from the moment she sort of spots her name on that page. Then you get the amazing bit of comedy in the middle. But then the moment where she actually reads the list is it's just heartbreaking, isn't it? It's really sad, yeah. It's really sad. You see, like, it's a proper moment of like, oh, there's no real going back here. And watching this now, knowing how it ends, you do sort of go, ah, oh, you ended up with that guy. <laughs> I also think that that it's really well articulated why that's so sad for Rachel. There's yeah. that bit a little bit later where she says, imagine all the things you hate about yourself and the person that you trust more than anyone writes them all down. And then I think she says that, and then uses them as reasons not to be with you. I think that's yeah. what well, she not only th- She says not only thinks them too, but you, it's like, that's kind of what I was saying before is that you think all these things, don't you? All these negative things, but you would never actually, or you'd hope that, like, your best mate or your partner isn't going, oh, yeah, bit ditzy, bit into a looks, bit fat ankle. You know, isn't thinking all these things. Or, like, why would you ever think that about someone you loved? But Ross decides to use the tried and tested method of getting a request on the radio. After climbing up a fire escape. After climbing up a fire escape. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah that is the first bit. With it? his newfound list of pros about Rachel, which includes uh, the way you cry at game shows. Yeah, which... It feels like he's stretching, but not as much as he's stretching with how good you are with Ben. Famously, she's not good with Ben at all. She holds him like a bomb, admits regularly (laughs) she knows nothing about babies. And that extends, you know, even to the one where they end up getting on well and playing pranks. But that starts with her basically going, I don't know how to talk to this child. I um, I used to cry at Get Your Own Back. I mean, we're going to need more on that, aren't we? I didn't like Gunge. If you are not... British, get your own back, is 
a kids game show where the forfeit was the, who did you did you like get your parents or you so it used to be or, like an adult yeah. with a child yes yeah, so and the then child the child would get their own back on like a teacher they don't like or a parent the child would compete for the right the children would compete for the right to gunge their loathed adult and you and would then, cry at the gunge would you? and then they used to be on some sort of um mechanical slide thing which involved them being released into a vat of gunge yeah. and i just did, i didn't like it gunge is fucking weird though really odd really odd dimension really isn't it so i also couldn't watch noel's house by uh, same reason same gungy reason yeah gungy reason uh, i've met dave benson phillips have you yeah because like semi-bleakly but semi-wonderfully he he about five years ago started touring that show around because I think he owned the right to the gunge or something. Like, there was something really odd. Imagine like, owning gunge. Yeah, he had a gunge van, and he'd just take the gunge around. So he did it in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And I went to I went to get your own back live. Could have got gunged, mate. Didn't volunteer to take part, but... It would take a while to get the gunge out of your hair. Oh, I wouldn't even want to think about it. What is gunge? I don't know. What do they make gunge out of? It's like a, a claggy custard, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I'm Googling what is gunge. This is important. Yeah. What is gunge made of? The gunge widely used on television is industrial powder thickener hydroxyphyl cellulose, mainly used... (laughs) Do you know what it is? This is incredible. Mainly used in the production of the sauce in apple pies. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's the middle of an apple pie. The description that I've said um, is a consistency between that of paint and custard. So you were right to mention custard. Claggy custard, mate. Thank Claggy you very custard. much. Um, yeah, wow. God, it's an apple in the middle of an apple pie. I never knew that. That's quite a tasty thing to be plunged into. Yes. Plunge me into the middle of an apple pie any day of the week, mate. I'll tell you that for free. Oh, there's loads of pictures of people being gunged. take a short break because Pete started crying found some, <laughs> found some pictures of people being gunged uh, let's polish this storyline off then shall we off, now we've been on the gunge side track um, so yeah there's obviously, obviously as Chandler realises later he should have just said it was his diary or, but he should have said the story's not finished or there's loads of personal details in the story or the Rachel isn't you you know you're not in it it's just I've just used the name because I liked it but it's actually about a completely different thing don't worry about it I'll show you when it's finished that kind of thing um, and then we do get to the radio scene don't we so he rec- I mean this is the bit more than anything we've ever watched it in Friends I imagine Pete where you balked at the realism of it well it's the speed at which their request gets on the radio that I think is very implausible yeah not only gets on it but that they know when it's going to be on as if they sort of yeah. ring you and go it's, it's going to be on in 10 seconds Better tune in, because the whole point of request is that you listen for about seven hours and yeah. hope it gets played. And then don't hear it. And yeah. then don't hear it, yeah. I, I would suggest that uh, this part of this Friends episode gives people a false ideal of how easy it is to <laughs> A, get a shout-out, or yeah. B, a request on the radio. Absolutely. And how quickly, as Rachel manages to do, it is to get through to the switchboard on the first time and just... And get them to cut the song off. Get, get, to, get, get to editorially uh, affect the outcome of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Turn that song off, please. What a 
What a slightly mad implausible thing, but there you go. I'm glad there's finally a uh, radio slash friends crossover. Well, I was going to say, have they ever listened to the radio in France when she pops the music on, the radio on and goes, a little music? As if they normally do that. I can't pinpoint a time in my head, and I'm sure someone will correct us if we're wrong, that they listen to, you know, there's a plot that involves them listening to the radio. On their stereo the size of an oven. Yeah, huge old stereo, isn't it? Back in the day when stereos were massive, like computers. Um, And then we get that funny bit of misdirection. She picks up the phone, you know, we're supposed to think she's forgiven Ross and she's going to give him a call. And actually she, she, you know, we basically get a record scratch moment, don't we, where the, where the song turns off. Um, And that funny bit about, about them getting hit with a car and let's, let's dedicate a song to a couple of standard chants. And then we end with lots of staring out of rainy windows, a classic friend's indication of sadness. Yeah. Rain on windows. Rain on windows. I tell you what we haven't talked about, Pete, is Phoebe's song, which, as Louise points out, is one of the greatest. Betty and Neil. Oh, the the, the Luli bit. The Lu- you know, will it be the one that, sh- that we'll call Luli? Chandler's reaction to that, he sort of puts his hand up by his eye and does that cringe, crunched up face he does. But everybody's reaction to this song is so funny. Ross is incensed with rage. Rachel's really like funnily dis- like uncomfortable julie's completely ignorant they all play it so well it's so that that whole scene is so well done and then fun fact apparently they had written a scene for ross and julie to break up because she gets written out very quickly doesn't she <laughs> like it's like oh make the list oh cool break, break up with julie Da-na-na. yeah Da-na-na. she doesn't even get a bye does she no yeah. and then she's she's gone she's been she's been killed off but they uh here's the fun fact they wrote a scene apparently but the writers decided not to use it because they feared the audience would side with Ross and Julie, not Ross and Rachel. And if you're at that level with your characters and your storylines, maybe have a rethink about the, yeah. uh, the old Ross and Rachel relationship, eh? Now, we talked earlier, didn't we, Pete, about our organisation. Very good. We've self-congratulatory? Congratulatory. Flipping neck, Dave. You know what I'm trying to say. We patted ourselves on the back because we're recording this a week before it goes out for once, because we're both on holiday. Where are you going, by the way? Just the Lake District, Dave. Lovely, I'm going to Cornwall, the other one. Yeah. The other, the other sort of the South Lake District, isn't it, really? Ah, uh, the two UK tourist spots. Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, well, we didn't tell Amy, did we? Fuck! We didn't tell Amy. Well, that's okay. We can all look forward to another quiz next week. But what I did do, and you'd be pleased, and this ties in slightly is i did text amy saying soz don't do a quiz because i was dreading the fact she'd send one through on sunday night like she normally does and we'd go oh fuck we've already done it sorry and you yeah, spent fine. all that time doing a quiz um so yeah we're sorry to quiz fans we're sorry to amy for not telling her she's worried she said her reply was i'm gonna look like such a slacker to the other amy's no, we've explained it. So it's I've fine. Said, Don't worry, I'll make it clear it's our fault. You're yeah, still the fine. queen of the Amys. Right. Okay. This this was always going to happen at some point, all right? Yeah. Um I feel like we should give very limited reaction to what next week's episode is. Right. Because we'll save it all for next week, okay? Okay. But I just want to prepare people. Yes. So I'll I'll say the name and then we'll go, all right? Okay. Next week, it's the one with the male nanny. Strap in. (laughs) 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.